Alrighty, y'all, short and sweet one for you today. And it's one of my favorite stories of, of an interaction between me and my mother, who I adore. And, but we're so different. Like, if, if you know anything about Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 7, and she's an Enneagram 1. If you know much about Enneagram, that will make total sense when you listen to the story. And I just think it's such a beautiful example of how when we communicate expectations for the final result but then if we choose the right people to help us in whatever it is we're going at in life then kind of like let them do their own thing get out of their way and watch the magic happen when you let someone else work in their power and it can look vastly different than yours and still end up with the exact result that you want so Hope you enjoy today's show and make sure if it resonates, share it on social, tag me and yeah, let's dive on in. for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror, and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really, and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are gonna dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful, and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. Welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily, and today I have a story for you. So, and it's all about, it's really going to circle in the, how others can place expectations on you, and one, one example of how to lovingly hold boundaries with them when it's clear that that's what they're doing. After the year my dad passed, I stuck around for the remainder of the year, he passed in the middle of October 2017, and I stayed at my mom's house for the rest of the year. Now, in hindsight, this was partially probably just to like, it was easier for me to throw myself into taking care of her, the house, uh, working the PRN job that I had picked up while I was back home instead of coming back to it. Like I just, I wanted to be around family. So helping her out was a little bit of an excuse, but anyways, I stayed to help her adjust because she was still working full time and my dad had been the one to do things around the house and cook and all that. So I, I stuck around. He'd actually just retired and that was just, yeah, like I, I grew up with not so much like the stereotypical gender roles being shown to me. So anyways, that was a sidebar. But so I'm home for that Christmas and my mom asks me to put up the Christmas tree. Now, mind you, I grew up, I, up until very recently, I had never had a real Christmas tree at Christmas because my mom's actually allergic. And even if she weren't allergic, the woman likes so many lights on her tree that 
I mean, if we started at Thanksgiving setting up the tree, we wouldn't be done until the day before Christmas. The number, like seriously, like the thing is blinding. So I grew up with a fake tree where we already had the light around it and we would we would get one of the pre-lit ones and then we would add a bunch more lights onto it the first year we had it and we would break it down so that the lights were like the lights were kind of already done this particular tree oh i don't that sucker's got to be like eight feet tall i don't know it's a big one so i'm setting up the tree and starting to put the ornaments on and i'm not entirely exaggerating when i say that woman came into the room about every two minutes and criticized how I was putting it on and was like, no, you have to, you have to start on the inside and work out and was giving me like very explicit instructions on how it went and done. But how this shows an expectation on someone else is she was making it clear that she had an expectation that I was going to mess it up. And it's something really simple. It's why I like using this story because you can probably think of a time where someone, I mean, it was, it's kind of a, a combination of micromanaging. So a lot of us do this. I mean, if any high achieving females listening to this know, like you tend to kind of like try to take over control of things sometimes. So some of it was micromanaging, but a lot of it was expectations on me. Like I, there are even a couple comments that she made. I don't remember the specifics anymore, but it was something along the lines of like calling me out on my ADHD and whether or not I'd be able to focus enough to do the tree. And oh, by the way, remember to do the back of the tree just because it's not showing as much. So, and it was, it was coming from a loving place. It was coming from, hey, I like my tree done in a very certain way and I'm trusting you to do it and I'm just, there's just that expectation there. One that she placed on really anyone. And this is probably a more clear representation of the expectation that was put on me versus just simply not trusting me. It's the idea of, oh, if I'm not the one doing it, then how do I know? I can't know that it's going to get done properly. And then that triggers the micromanage response. So I bet a lot of people can resonate with that. I know I sure can. There's plenty of times where I try to take control of the situation because like those who actually know me, I am type A. The only person who doesn't think I'm type A is my mother because she's so type A that she actually thinks I'm type B. Anyways, all of that to say that if you are someone who struggles with protectionism and struggles with delegating work because you feel like it's not gonna get done right if you're not the one doing it, you are, again, I'm guilty of this as well, you are maybe unintentionally, but you are placing pretty significant expectations and pressure on someone else. And it's all too tempting to micromanage. So it's definitely something to start to, if, if this sounds like you, something to start to try to pay attention to. Notice when you do it. For me, when I am on the giving side of that, like I am trying to micromanage or control someone and letting my perfectionism get the best of me, as soon as I recognize that I do it or I'm doing it, I try to take a beat and be upfront and transparent with the person. It's like, hey, I recognize that I'm trying to take over and control a little bit too much. I do actually trust you to do this correctly and in a timely manner or whatever parameters I need to say, depending on what it is. And you know what? If you have any questions for me, then absolutely, I'm an open door. And then I'll lay out any specific expectations I have as far as the actual task that the person is doing or helping me out with, because there is something to be said for like, if, if you want things done a certain way, communicate it very clearly up front and then let them do their thing. Let them get from concept to completion, 
however they do it best. That's where we want to take away the micromanagement. Now, in my mom's case, she did not communicate it exactly how she wanted to treat him, but she didn't need to. I'd lived with the woman for long enough. I knew exactly what she wanted her tree to look like. I had done it many times as a kid, getting very frustrated at the micromanaging then. But by 2017, I had started some personal development work. I was starting to hold boundaries. So I remember I was on this ladder, because again, eight foot tall tree, and I'm like all of five foot two. So I'm up on this ladder, and she comes in for the umpteenth time, telling me that I'm doing it wrong and making some comment about, I don't know, the ornament that I was choosing to put in the place, whatever, something. (laughs) I take a breath and I look at her and I'm like, mom, I love you. I know exactly how you want your tree to look at the final stage. I know the final outcome that you are wanting. I've been here for, because at the time I was 30, So I was like, I have been home for Christmas for probably about 20 years of my 30-year life, and I know what you want it to look like. It will look like you want it to in the end, but let me do it my way, and I will get you the results you want. If you keep badgering me, it's going to cause a lot of frustration, which is not what we either, either one of us want right now, right? And I told her, I was like, I love you. Get the hell out of this room. You are not allowed back in until this tree is done. Or if you need to come in, you're not allowed to say anything about the tree. And if it is not done exactly how you like it to look at the end, then I will personally undo this entire thing and then do it step by step how you complete this task. (laughs) And she begrudgingly looked at me. Because, I mean, up until this point in my life, I don't think I had really ever held that level of a boundary with my mom. She, she looked parts proud, shocked, and I don't even know the word for the other look, but it was like this, that, that, that struggle, that internal struggle that you get when you're letting go of control and you're letting someone else take over like that look. So she leaves, I finish the tree. She comes back. And this is probably my favorite part of the whole thing. I look at her, I'm like, hey, so how do you like the tree? And she gets this look on her face. You guys know the one where it's the like, damn it, you were right. Okay, fine. Like that look on her face. And she's like, it, it, it looks really good. <laughs> just turns away and walks back into the kitchen, keeps doing whatever she was doing. So, y'all, I love my mom to death. She is, I mean, she's an Enneagram one, which is literally called the perfectionist. And she very much is that like there's there is one way to do things and and that's it but anyways so i tell the story one because it's just funny um and i think there's a lot to piece from it the how we might place expectations on others that we're working with whether it be a family member someone we've delegated a work task to a friend that we've asked to help us out with something clearly communicating any expectations for for the process or for the task. So like if you want a work task done, like, hey, what do you want it to look like at the end? What is the intention of it? What is like anything that's really pertinent, but don't micromanage the how. Now, there might be exceptions to this that I'm, I'm not thinking of that are really specific, but for the most part, clearly communicate the expectations of the what, like what is the final product, But if it's someone that you really trust, like let them do their thing. Their how is going to look very different than yours and that's okay. Let their how 
play out however the hell works best for them. By playing into their zone of genius, you can really collaborate in a very beautiful way, whether it's a work task or having a friend help you out with something or doing something with a family member, like it applies to just about any scenario. And then if whoever you're working with or you're spending time with is trying to micromanage you and is placing extra expectations on you and making you frustrated, it is your responsibility to hold a boundary. Because if you don't hold a boundary, like sure, a lot of people, when you're not holding boundaries, the, the most common excuse that I hear is that, oh, but I don't want to be mean. Or, oh, well, I don't want to make them feel bad. Well, what's the outcome if you don't hold a boundary and then you start holding resentment because you're frustrated or, or whatever? Like, that's not good either. So find a way to very lovingly hold a boundary with the person and communicate your feelings. Like, if, if you let it get to a point where you were resentful or frustrated, like, talk about it. And talk about, like, hey... When you did this, it, it made me start to feel resentful towards you. And I, I know that wasn't the intention and I don't like feeling this way. And so let's start over. I like, and then clearly communicate, like go from there. Hope this, uh, hope this random Christmas tree story. Don't worry, guys. I'm not putting on my Christmas tree just, just yet. Like don't, I also, I love Christmas, but I actually plan on being on the road this year. So there probably won't be a Christmas tree involved at all. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this little story and a little insight into uh, my life and hope you found it helpful. All right. Catch y'all next time. Oh, and before you take off and enjoy the rest of your day, now is a great time to remind you it is August 18th that I am recording this. It'll drop on Monday. So what is that? Like the 21st? Anyways, I have two more spots open for these 180 sessions. And this is if you are looking for a launch pad, you're ready to take quick action and really dive deep into what it is that's holding you back from exactly where you want to go and really break past any limiting beliefs you have, particularly if you're a woman who's been working in or has worked in a male-dominated field and you still have those patterns of, of feeling like you need to control and you need to compete and there's not enough room at the table for you and, and that kind of stuff. Like there's so much that we can undo so that you can really launch yourself forward into your dream life. So if that is at all intriguing to you, I'll drop the link for the 180s in the show notes below. And again, I have two spots open, so let's jump on it. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and hum at human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.